You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! The following is a paid program. Warning. The views expressed come from men who've spent half their lives in grease-stained overalls, inhaling hazardous fluids. Before taking any advice, consider the source. This program will contain humor of a questionable nature. A mechanic tries to fix your car. No matter if you're near or far. He'll change your oil or fix your flat. And he'll do it just like that. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Hit it, Big Al! Alan's not here today. Well, that's as good as I can do. Are you? Have you become a soprano now? <laughs> I the, the way you 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 reached up for that, it's like uh, you look like a Takata airbag exploding. <laughs> and then actually taking out places you heard there was Steve Scheiman, who is filling in for Al. Al is uh, is away. Yes, he's sunning himself. Yeah, somewhere. Anyways, we just got back from Florida. Great time. I don't care. It was um, people are going. She was freeze- cold down there. People are freezing the tushes off here, and you're going. Well, I was in Florida. Florida. Well, let me tell you this. It no, was don't. It's not your show. Fifty-two degrees in Florida. Terrible. And everybody's wearing winter jackets. We're walking around in t-shirts and and uh, shorts, and they're looking at us like. Canadian, right? I go, yeah, of course, man. But did you also tell him you, the coffee that you had from Starbucks had Bailey's in it as well? <laughs> no, I don't go that way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. what do we got coming up this hour? Uh, we have a great show. Of course we you have do. Carrie Schmidt joining us from the OPP, and we're going to talk about a variety of subjects, and we're going to keep keep them on the air with us. So if you've got a question for Carrie Schmidt of the OPP, Please. Little things in. amuse you so you quickly. You can call it's great. in and we'll keep him on the air and you can ask him some questions. Don Panozio, who is the uh, dean of the Auto Training Center. That's uh, If you're going to become a mechanic, this is a pre-mechanic uh, school where they teach you a little bit about the industry before you become an apprentice. And he's going to explain what that. I actually teach at that school part-time uh, when they need somebody to fill in. I'm the guy. And uh, the news for us today is that the auto show is coming, February the 20th. Yep, we got a promo for you, so uh, right. tune in. And seriously, there are a lot of new laws on the highways right now that will yes. pertain to you. So if you got any questions, uh, uh, we're going to have Carrie from OPP on soon. So start giving us a call, and we'll take all your car questions throughout the hour. Dave is going, you're not going to really show me your suntan lines, are you? No, that's disgusting. <laughs> How did you tan that low? That's Anyways, uh, we'll be right back. We have some calls already waiting for I us. I would so hope so. Call in right away. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Dave's going to get some clothes on now. We'll be right back. I never did a show in Newton. I hope not. Because the chairs are so Just sticky. put your microphone <laughs> off. <laughs> okay, welcome back to Garage Doors Wide Open, and uh, you're welcome to call in. We have a call from Paul in Mississauga, and uh, we might as well get started. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Hello. Hi. How are you? 
Good. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Um, I have a uh, rear shock question. I have a SUV, and my um, driver's side rear shock is leaking. Should I just replace the one or both? No, actually, you should be replacing both. Uh, the reality is if you just replace one, it's already uh, new compared to the used one, which is on the opposite side. So the car will actually real it'll, – it'll work funny actually if you hit a strong bump or, or anything like that. And then you will need a real alignment when you do all that. You will? Yeah. How many Ks are on this car? It's a 208. Oh, definitely. And I would definitely have a look at the rear ones too. Oh, it is the rear one that's leaking. Okay, so, so what I'm trying I to explain... Tow, I also tow a boat, so I'm just wondering, should I do both? I think you should do all four. All four? Yeah. Uh, okay. I loaned my truck to my buddy Steve here. Uh, when I got it back, the rear shocks were gone. I have did all four. Because my grandchildren are, you know, they're getting heavier. <laughs> so the reality is, yeah, uh, do them. If, is the rest of the truck in good condition? Oh, yeah, it's great. I keep it mint. Okay, definitely then do that. Uh, okay. The reality is is that um, with that kind of mileage, usually shocks go, you know, 50K, 60K. The struts okay. usually go 150K. So you're well past its life. So, yeah, definitely do it. Okay, thank you. Are you guys at the auto show this year? Oh, yeah, we're going to tell you that. We're going to give away tickets for the auto show probably uh, in a couple Yeah, weeks. we're starting about uh, two or three weeks. We're going to be uh, down there doing a, a live show on, on Family Day, which is uh, Monday, February 20th. Yeah. So, yeah, come on by, and uh, you can meet a lot of our people that are on the air during the week, the clients. Yeah, and we're going to be gifting uh, tickets, and we got product to gift away, and we have tons of swag. So we give all kinds of stuff away. We're going to be down there, and I think we'll do some kind of a contest where somebody can come down and, and maybe uh, spend family day with us or something. You can guess Dave's weight. Yeah. <laughs> this is very you can win some free shocks. Thanks for your call. Thank you. Interesting, yeah. The auto show should be exciting. The Detroit auto show, um, kind of a letdown. Everybody's got so much product to show. They're all so competitive that now what's happening is they're having pre-show openings. So, for instance, Mercedes would take them to a, a hotel and take a select view of a uh, group of journalists mm -hmm. and show them the car before the show. So when the show actually opens up and the new product is, is there, it's kind of a letdown. If you, so, go at, if you get a chance over the weekend, anybody's listening right now, all over the world, go to autoshow.ca and uh, you'll see some of the, uh, the new stuff that uh, David McLean, everybody else at the auto show has put together for this year. Some really neat family stuff. Yep. And, um, and of course, the self-driving cars is, continues mm -hmm. to be Looks all the like craze. Looks like it's going to happen. Uh, interesting, Germany brought out a law that all self-driving cars must have a black box like an airplane. Really? Yeah. Is that true? Uh, well, what they're thinking is there's a relationship between the human and the machine. I would and hope if so. if something goes wrong, who are we going to blame? And manufacturers are pushing the fact they want to put a black box in because they want to back away from liability. It's not our fault he touched the brake while he was doing it or whatever. So if self-driving cars actually make it, that's what they want, and that's what's going to happen in, self, in the cars. There's actually a black box in there right now, by the way. Where? For any, if your airbag shoots off and you have an accident, the last 15 seconds of that collision has been recorded. In any model car? If it's got an airbag, it's got a black box. And so they've used that technology against or for the driver to either protect the... Uh, Did you just make this up or is no, this true? No, It happened... Um, How long ago have they had it in place? This since for all, 1990. 
1990. So if you get dinged by somebody. Hard enough to pop the airbag. All right. So what, you can take the black box off and give it to your insurance company? No, they'll actually grab it. The police will grab it, and they have the rights to information. All right. How it happened was it started in Canada, I think it was uh, in the late 90s. Uh, a gal was going over the Skyway mm. in Hamilton, and she hit a worker that was doing work at the side of the road, and she hit him so hard she popped him off the bridge, and he fell into the water and passed away. And she said, no, she wasn't speeding, and blah, blah, blah. Well, they pulled a black box, and she was doing well over 125 Ks or something like that. And that was the first case where the information from the black box was used to convict somebody. So, yeah, if you could hit somebody really hard, the airbags pop, are, it was your foot on the brake. Did you wear your seatbelt? So typically, where where, where were these black boxes be positioned? Under the dash. Really? And it's a... Uh, Keep the memory is ingrained. Once it's it's triggered, yeah. you cannot wipe it. You have to put a new box in if you rebuild the car. You didn't so, know, that, eh? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, little little facts of little worth and less consequences. I know. <laughs> so listen, speaking of consequences, you don't want to get pulled over by the OPP. However, there are a lot of new rules and laws. Yes. Which are the same, really. Yeah. In place for this year, we have Carrie Schmidt from the OPP coming on shortly. We welcome your calls about your car. But especially if you've got any questions about some of the new laws on the highways this year, he's going to be on with us for the next uh, five or six minutes. So give us a call, and we'll tell you more about the auto show coming up later on throughout the hour. Yeah, you can ask him a question without sitting in the back seat. That's right. He won't even handcuff you. (laughs) Carrie Schmidt's on next with us, and it's Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back. The garage door is wide open, and... uh, we're going to have uh, Carrie Schmidt with us this morning. Carrie, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dave. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, good. I get a tweet from you all the time, and I watch, uh, it's called Periscope. Yeah. Right? It shows you inside the cruiser as he's beating down the highway. <laughs> I saw so many guys not signaling. <laughs> it was yeah, a... Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, when we're, when we're going to a crash, we're going to a wreck, or doing something that uh, we need to get there. Uh, we certainly need people to keep their eyes open, and so often I find myself uh, behind a vehicle. Uh, drivers looking straight ahead has no idea what's happening in their mirrors, what's happening behind them, and uh, yeah, it just slows us down. And and uh, we're we're trying to get to an emergency. So that's right, it just uh, slows you down. Or, Steve's got a question for you. Hey, Kerry, how are you? Happy New Year, by the way. Hey, thanks. Listen, uh, some of the laws that are, that are starting to change uh, as of this new year. One in particular is the that people seem to be a little bit gray on how it works is the passing lane, you know, ticket that you can get. How does that work? How do you guys enforce it on the on the highways? Well, absolutely. The uh, you know we we get complaints about lane discipline, and that's where road rage kicks into into gear as well. Because drivers are sitting there, they're trying to get around traffic. Now they get stuck behind someone who's maybe doing uh, the speed limit or bare the speed limit, or maybe they are going over the speed limit. Uh, but uh, you are required by law to, to not uh, impede traffic and to turn out to the right or change lanes to the right if uh, you're going less than the flow of traffic. So even if you're going the speed limit, if there's traffic coming up from behind you, you still are required by law to move out of the way. Uh, it's not up to every motorist to enforce the speeding laws of the highway. So that's what our job is. And I know when we get into... Uh, situations where drivers start thinking, well, I'm doing 120, I got cruise control, there's no reason anybody should be going faster than that, and they sit in the left lane, and now we get people coming up behind them, tailgating, flashing their high beam, talking their horns, then passing on the inside, and that can turn into a dangerous situation 
And we saw that last week as well with uh, an altercation that happened on the road with a road rage incident. Uh, absolutely dangerous, and, uh, you know, everybody needs to play their part. And it needs to be a little bit of common courtesy and respect, but uh, lane discipline would go a yeah. long way in keeping our highways uh, moving, moving You know, it could be a situation where it's an emergency and you've got to get to the hospital or, there. you know, people don't realize what's what's out there. It doesn't always be a guy speeding. It could be something that's a serious situation. And, uh well, Sure, like absolutely. You know, you don't know what's going on. Everyone has is coming from their own perspective. Uh, you know, just because there's something important for you to do doesn't mean you're allowed to break the law either. So that yeah. is uh, something we got to remind as well. Because if we're sitting there doing uh, traffic enforcement and someone comes by us doing you know one thirty, one forty, or or whatever it is over the speed limit, we'll stop them. And uh, you know, they're somebody to get a ticket now. You know, if there's something justified that they need an uh, emergency response, maybe we'll assist them. But uh, for the most part, the rules are there to keep everybody safe, and everybody's got to do their part. So. Um, I want to change the subject. Uh, marijuana is going to be uh, legalized this year, according to the federal government. Um, there is legalized marijuana right now for medical purposes. Right. Um, how do you guys, you're, you're doing a program right now to find out how to test for marijuana? Well, that's right. Uh, we've been doing, uh, you know, ride spot checks uh, for many, many years, and, and we've typically been looking for alcohol impaired drivers. We have a roadside screening device that we use when we're doing ride checks to uh, uh, determine whether or not a person who's been uh, drinking is over the legal limit. And uh, so now we're doing a lot more. We're finding a lot more impairment, not just by alcohol, but also by drugs, uh, marijuana, you know, every kind of drug uh, known to man here. It can be uh, prescription uh, mer- uh, medication. It can be over-the-counter medication. It can be illicit. Uh, there's all sorts of uh, uh, drugs out there. And so what we're, uh, we have uh, tests already that have been approved and, and uh, tested through the, uh, the, the medical system as well as through the, uh, the lawyers and, and through the Crown's, the Crown's offices. And so uh, we have our standard field sobriety testing officers. They'll do a, si- a series of roadside tests, kind of like what you see on the movies uh, when you walk the line and touch your touch your nose and balance on one foot and so on and do different tasks. But we're also testing these some, some new devices right now as well that'll actually uh, use uh, someone's saliva to uh, determine what kind of alcohol and the amount of alcohol that's in a person's system wow. and whether or not that's enough to uh, cause impairment. Because alcohol impairment is exactly the same as drug impairment uh, in terms of the criminal code legislation. So we, uh, we're we looking into that right now, and, and that might be coming uh, down the road. Now, Kerry, yeah. the, the difference that I've been reading and watching a little bit on the uh, on the tube is that it seems to be that from a if you're going to get pulled over by one of your officers, um, yeah. and it's going to be either a, uh, testing for alcohol or testing for drugs, there's a difference between one and the other as far as one being voluntary and involuntary. Is that true? That's right. So, right well, now, if you can, okay, if, don't, just to jump in for a second, if you yeah. can hang on just for a second, we're just going to take a commercial break and we'll come back. You can explain more of that. And for anybody who's listening, please give a chance to call in right now. And uh, if you've got any questions about uh, what is entailed with these, new, uh, with these new regulations, Carrie's here for you. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. We have Carrie Schmidt from the OPP on the air. All yours, Davey. Carrie, uh, we're talking about... Talking about testing between yeah. the differences between uh, getting pulled over for a test, uh, whether you blow over or not, and how different is that from the roadside testing for drugs? And where do I lick? 
<laughs> exactly. So right now, we're just doing a, a test project right now with a couple of different pieces of equipment that do these uh, drug analysis uh, roadside tests. And so we've got a few of them out across the province, and some other police services are doing the same thing as well. And right now, we're just doing them uh, as, a, as a feasibility type of test to, to see how they work in the field, if they're practical, if, they're, if they work according to... Uh, their, their purpose and if it, it's reasonable for officers to be using it and, and how uh, cumbersome they may or may not be. So uh, we're just testing it right now. If uh, you come through a ride spot check, uh, you may be asked to do a voluntary uh, uh, drug screening with one of these devices, but uh, if uh, we believe you're impaired by alcohol, obviously the rules of the road still apply. Uh, you still could be arrested and charged for impaired driving uh, either by drugs or alcohol. But we won't be using these roadside screening tests uh, just yet. We will use uh, our own uh, training that we have as well as uh, the alcohol screenings that we are using, and we've been using them for quite a few years already. So, uh, But you may be asked to do a voluntary test. Uh, it won't, uh, it won't uh, incriminate you by any means, but we're just uh, evaluating how these uh, machines work and, and if they would be something that we want to continue and pursue uh, down the road once uh, – you know, legislation comes in place, but keep in mind, right now, all drugs, uh, marijuana, uh, and so... Um, Cocaine, you can say it. All these drugs are, are illicit, so... Yeah. Uh, I've got a text just came in from a gal named Wanda, and she says, why does it take so long to clear the road for a minor fender bender? Well, it really shouldn't, and if your vehicles are uh, drivable, there's no one seriously injured, there's no element of criminality, we don't have an impaired driver that's crashed into the backside of you, you can get your vehicles off the highway right away. Uh, don't wait for police. Uh, get off the highway because the quicker you get off the road, the better uh, it is for everyone else who's now stuck in traffic because of these delays. Uh, if your vehicle is not drivable, uh, call 911 or, or call your local police service. We'll get a tow truck uh, up to you as quickly as possible, and usually they're there before we are. Uh, we can get your vehicles towed off the way. Now, if there are injuries, if uh, ambulances and fire trucks and uh, paramedics are all attending, uh, if there's a more serious uh, investigation that needs to take place, that will take some time. And sometimes just the complexities of collisions. We had uh, a collision yesterday on the, the 410. Uh, all lanes of the 410 were closed because of a transport truck and a couple of cars. Uh, they were facing the wrong way. We had to drag these cars out of the way. Airbags deployed, debris all across the highway. Mm. Same thing happened on the 401 yesterday. Another one, a rollover, a car, a, a pickup truck slammed into uh, an entreatment of a guardrail. Mm. Uh, there was debris everywhere across the highway. And that took... Uh, uh, about an hour to get everything cleaned up and make sure no one was seriously injured. And we got to do our investigation because we've only got one shot, one chance to uh, collect the evidence and see what's going on and find out the circumstances of the crash. Now, you were talking about tow trucks. The legislation now is the tow truck has to give you an estimate or something of where he's going to take your truck and what's it going to cost. Is that that's new laws too? That's right. There's new legislation that came out regarding uh, CVORs and tow trucks need to have uh, certain uh, paperwork and documents as well, and uh, absolutely, there's there's still licensing bylaws that go along with uh, towing here in the GTA, and I'm sure across uh, the province and across the country as well that uh, you you shouldn't sign anything until you know what you're signing and uh, and have an idea of what you're 
uh, up against. If you have some questions, you can talk to the police officer that's on scene, or you can you can speak to uh, to an officer or, or call us and find out uh, what your rights are. But they should be giving you some paperwork and some documents to tell you this is uh, this is what it's going to cost, and you, and really don't sign anything until you know what you're getting yourself into. Well, listen, thanks. What's what's your your uh, the website address there for the OPP? Well, our website is opp.ca. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, on uh, Twitter, on uh, Instagram. We have all sorts of media, social media platforms that we're out there. So uh, just uh, follow us along. We do continuous updates uh, on traffic-related issues on our uh, Twitter accounts as well. You can follow that. But, uh, yeah, find us on Facebook and find us on the Internet and all our links to our I can see our a network. whole radio television show on this. And we'll find you at the – you have a booth as well at the auto show this year, right? We are going to be at the auto show, absolutely. So you come can... on by. We'll be at the bottom of the escalator, great. 800 level. Come on by. It would be great to, to meet you and hang out, and we'll, uh, we'll have some uh, – some fun things for you to check out and take a look at. Okay, listen, thanks for calling in and get some rest, all right? <laughs> all right, sounds good. You take, too, care. take care. All right, Kerry Schmidt from the OPP. And listen, if you get a chance for the auto show this year, drop by, see his booth, because they have that really neat old police cruiser from like 1952. Uh, 48, I think it was. It was before your tan line started. Yeah, it was before everything started. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, we've got a few more minutes, but another half an hour to go. We welcome your calls on anything to do with your car and some more information about Takata coming up before the end of the hour. So give us a call, and we'll be right back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. All righty, we're back, and we're going to go to the phones uh, in just a second. You know, at the condo now... I have a little apartment in Florida. We spend a few weeks down there. It is so security crazy down there. They, it takes actually 10 minutes to get into the condo. And they have um, what do you call it? patrols, citizens patrols. They have these little police cars, and they follow you around the condo and see where you're going and that sort of stuff. So I got pulled over. So I'm driving along, going back to the house, and the little flashing light comes on. The guy pulls me over. So I pulled over, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and finally the door opens, and the walker comes out. <laughs> no. He grabs the walker, and he sort of walks up to my window. I roll the window down, and he hey, says, Hey, uh, are you driving <laughs> five kilometers an hour? He says, you, you, know why, you know why I pulled you over? Why? Why? And I said, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We, did you little a, humor, very did, little. Did you have a uh, Did you have a Trump bumper sticker on you or what? There's lots of them down oh, there. Oh yeah, let's yeah. not go there. Oh, just remember, he won Florida. Let's not go there. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, let's go to the phones and we'll talk oh, it's to uh, Harry. It... Good morning, Harry. How are you? Morning, sir. How are you? Good, good. Uh, you have a Civic that's stalling. Yes. What happened? Like um, sometimes you driving the car stalls. It will crank. It wouldn't start because none of the lights on the dashboard will light up. Light right. up. What do you do to make it start? Well, I left it there, and I went back a few hours after, and it started as though nothing happened. Okay. Well, the, the, first off, you have to do what's called a computer scan. The, yeah, but I'm trying to the scanner. Then the um, the scanner said link linking error. Linking error. That yeah. probably is a faulty computer or there's a, a broken wire somewhere. So it's a more serious problem than you think it is, considering this is, what, a 11-year-old vehicle. So okay. we're going to have to do what you do is now is get it into a shop. They'll hook up their computer and try and find out where this error is. 
Okay. okay. There's a possibility that the actual computer itself is, is damaged, could be damaged by water, or the memory is fading, and they'll replace the computer. Yeah. All right? It's not a simple problem. I, when it's intermittent, it can also be a faulty ignition switch. It could be a faulty fuel pump. It could be a bad ground. So all, anytime you have electrical issues with a car, you have to find somebody, and I like to say the word, spend quality time with your car. Not, I think it's this, and let's throw this part in. That's not the proper repair. So you'll have to do proper diagnostics before you start throwing money at it. Yeah, diagnostics are important. I mean, it's going to cost you, what, about a buck and a half to get it done? Yeah, probably, yeah. But worth it because you're going to know exactly what's going on with it. You know what's interesting? Not that you guys would upsell us. Well, not just upsell <laughs> us. We see things that are yeah. coming up. People will say we're going to upsell you. No, there's stuff that's coming up you're going to need. Yeah, it's important. And if the car is in the shop and you're out of a car... It's a great time to do it rather than bring it back again, arrange another loaner, get the whole thing done again. So the reality is, yeah, people, let's go to the dentist. He goes, yeah, I fixed your thing, but you got this coming up. You need a cleaning and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So uh, reality is part-time work on a vehicle is a problem. It always is. Electrical problems are a real issue. And now we have Mike on the phone from uh, Bradford. Mike, good morning. Uh, good morning, Dave. Hey, so is the rear defogger not working? Yeah, it's working intermittently, and it's not working at all as of yesterday. I, I wonder if just swapping out the relay would fix the problem, or uh, would it be like your previous caller? He had to take it in and get... Uh, yeah. The, yeah. You know what? Um, here's my advice. It would be, if you know enough about swapping out the relay, why don't you cross the power wire to the defroster and see if it clicks on? If it does, then the chances are that it is only the relay. Okay, and a right. uh, ballpark figure for something like that? Well, those relays are, are less than $20. So, okay. You, can uh, you do I'm it yourself? Gamble, okay, that's, that sounds good. I'm willing to gamble $20 uh, yeah. just on that basis. What kind of car is this? 2007 Impala. Okay, so go to Napa. Uh, they have a parts catalog online. Okay. All right, punch it in, and then you can just you can actually order it online and go to the nearest store and pick it up. All right, and then you'll find that it's that's probably all it is. Alan might say that it is an issue in the dash, uh, but if you put on the um, uh, air conditioning, sometimes the rear defogger does kick in at the same time. Drumming to call Alan right now. He says on the plane. I can just text him. <laughs> he can see what it is. No, but for for the money that's involved, click it on you, and it's probably cheaper ones too. I've seen them for for nine ten dollars those relays. Okay, so, thank you very much. All right, give it a shot. Good stuff. So we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the auto industry. Uh, there has been a lot of legislation, and it, and the car guys are always the bad guys. But here's two situations where they were bad guys. Uh, Takata Airbag is one of them. We talked about this two years ago. I was looking up our, our broadcast sheet, and it was back in 2015. 2015, so that's almost uh, uh, two years ago. And what did they just settle for a couple days ago? They settled for $1 billion. Really? 16 people so far have lost their lives because of this. Uh, And there's approximately 42 million bags need to be changed. Uh, Ford, Honda, and uh, various other manufacturers have decided to uh, offer more cars for recall. And Takata, the the biggest part of this whole thing now that that broke yesterday is that they were fined a billion dollars for now, yeah. but mainly because they knew yep. this was faulty. Yep. They knew it. They yes. were living. Uh, the idea was that how many cars would be scrapped and maybe they can get away from the technique. Yet theirs was nowhere near as much as the damage as uh, we were saying the Volkswagen. green room for Volkswagen. Now, Volkswagen lied and, and tried so to hide So what's the difference, the though? 
The difference is there, it's it's the American government and the EPA, the, the Environmental Protection Association. Volkswagen has now agreed to uh, pay four point three billion with a B, which is more money than I got. Uh, dollars in fines in the U.S., buybacks on cars, uh, even affected financing on cars because finance companies are now suing Volkswagen because of the residual values. The cars are coming back. They're not worth what they thought they should be worth. So lots going on there. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to tell you a story about Mopar. And if you get a chance uh, throughout the hour or afterwards, go to davescornergarage.com and look at the top part of the leaderboard on our website. Oh, yeah, There's yeah. information there on Takata. And if you're impacted by this airbag, take a look at it. There's valuable information. And you know what? Take a look at this. I've got about 30 or 40 antique car pictures on there, which are, are really neat. Very nice. Dave's yeah. Corner Garage. We'll be right back right after these messages. And speaking of snow up to here, we were in Perry Sound over the uh, New Year's weekend, and we had, in two days, 50 centimeters of snow. Yeah. And I had my Salem winter tires on, and it was, and my buddy had all weather tires, right? All seasons tires? Yeah. And uh, we won. Because the all seasons imagine. don't work in the snow. Not as well. Don Panozio. You don't want to talk about that anymore. Is the uh, the head of the school that we're going to talk about? It's okay. called the Automotive Training Center. Oh, shut up now. Now, if you want to be a mechanic and you want to start as an apprentice because it's the old apprentice master program, you go to a course like this, and they sort of speed you up into the uh, technology that you can now go out and get a job as an apprentice. Good morning, Donald. How are you? Good morning, Dave. Good. Is it Donald or is it Don? No, please call me Don. <laughs> okay, because that's what they call. Uh, Trump, the Don. <laughs> I bet you they call him. Don't that. throw this guy who I've never met. Hey, Don, how are you? <laughs> okay. Today, guys, good. Good. Tell All us good. about the school. All right, the Automotive Training Center (ATC). It's a proudly Canadian-owned private career college. Been around about thirty years, and wow. well, since that time, we've helped thousands of graduates with uh, job-related training for their career in automotive and transportation fields. So if you want to become a mechanic, you actually have to start as an apprentice. And what this is a pre-apprentice program, correct? That's right. It's a pre-apprenticeship auto technician program. If that's the direction you want to go. Uh, we offer full-time certificate and diploma programs. It's recognized by the Ministry of Advanced Education and Skills Development. And uh, we have about four campuses nationally. Two of them happen to be in Ontario. One in Toronto, that's the one I run. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one in Cambridge, as well as Montreal and Surrey, BC. Right. And so we actually, um, when I say we, because I'm teaching there part-time, uh, we actually take engines apart to see how they function. We talk about all the electronics and stuff. And we're doing, we, actually, safety is a, is a major um, component of this program. It's 39 yeah. weeks long. That's right. Uh, the diploma program is a 39-week program, and I agree with you, Dave. Uh, safety is so important. In fact, the first week of the program, all we talk about is safety. Uh, auto is, uh, to be an auto technician, it, it can be a dangerous job if you mm-hmm. don't know what you're doing. In fact, you're going to be teaching my class next week. Yep. Uh, if, uh, if you're some- a tough teacher. I'm easy. You know? Yeah, I show the movies. You show them. <laughs> does he? Do you do like old, really old bad jokes again, or what? No, but I get upset when they don't listen. Oh, just, <laughs> just like our listeners. Listen, Don, I got a question for you. Right, this is one for you know people are going through a transition, as they say now. They're in a career change path, and they're say 50, 50 years of age, but they've always tinkered with cars. 
uh, do you open up to people coming in like that, who, as opposed to a younger guy who may want to be a mechanic? Absolutely. We get all kinds of people. Our student demographic uh, goes from 20 to 50, 60 years old. Great. It really doesn't matter. I mean, if you want to go in for, as a hobby, because that's something you love to do, or a second career, yeah. or you're someone who just finished high school and you, you uh, want to get into this career. The thing is about in the auto industry, it, it is just it's out of control in regards to how many openings are available. So if you're job-focused, great. That's there. We, in fact, we have a big job board on the classroom hallway that has dozens and dozens of current job openings right now. I get calls from dealerships, logistic companies, shops who are asking me to, to hire our students and graduates. So it's an incredible and exciting industry to be in, guys. Now, you've got a lot of people. that I've, I've got people there that are new to Canada, learning the language and starting a career, uh, like an immigrant starting a career for life. Right. Quite a few of those, too, because if you look at uh, those uh, interested in coming to our country and having a great life here in Canada, there is a point system that's required. And right at the top of the list in regards to interesting career is trades. Exactly. And you need them. I mean, we need trades. But seriously, for guys like uh, or woman, it was like 50, 55, maybe they got packaged out or whatever. Uh, but they've always wanted the you know they take it with their cars all the time or the truck. Do you th- that would be kind of cool to go in and do something like that? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, we do have quite a few people in our classes who are a bit older, and uh, we love to help them out. In fact, they have things to share with us too in regards to their life experiences with cars or whatever. So it, it's really a reciprocation on both parts. It would make Dave feel a lot younger too. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting because I like the courses. At, there's a 9 o'clock starts at 9. Is it 9 we start? No, 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock that's to right. uh, 10. Right, and that kind of falls all into sort of the features of our, of our school, one of which, as we mentioned with you, Dave, you know, our instructors have real-world experience, sometimes decades of bench experience. And guess what? They're sharing those stories, sharing the knowledge, bringing them to the shop. That's one big one, as well as our class sizes. They're really small. We've got small class sizes. Our largest class is no more than 10 to 15 students. And flexible work hours, to, to answer your question, Dave, is those hours are, you know, you could start with us as early as next week. Interesting. And you can choose a morning class, an afternoon class, or an evening class. And how do people get a hold of you? Well, boy, geez, there's so many ways. You can, you can actually go to lovecars.ca. Or you can call the 1-800 number. So it's 1-800-458-7473. Great. Don, Fantastic. thank you. Thank you. See you Monday. Talk to you soon. I'll Thanks have clean clothes on. You know, maybe we should just do a pilot project here where I enroll in the school. Yeah, you can come. And I can see how I do in about, uh, what, six weeks. I'll give you the detention. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Cornerage, we'll be right back. No, no essays, please. <laughs> Okay. okay. <laughs> go ahead. Now, this is com. That's the website you can go to to find out more about the auto show coming up. Yep. And especially uh, some new information just off the presses, not really, uh, with Takata airbags, which well, is such a big, there. big uh, area. It's so bad that they actually have a secondary list of cars that should be done first. Uh, we've got a call coming in on that uh, for Takata airbags. It's Don from Toronto. Good morning, Donald. Good morning, Dave. Hi. So you have a question about the airbags? Yeah, listen, I like the CRV car, but if it's got this uh, Takata airbag in it, can I take it out and the car will still run? 
Uh, yes, I can advise you to take it out, but let's. here's the facts. One, there have been no instances so far in North America where it's cold. In other words, like here in Canada, I haven't heard of any instances of the bags letting go. What kills them is moisture and heat, and it apparently reacts with the chemical in the bag and it blows. So Honda okay. has actually, they've actually had issues in the U.S. where they've had a no drive order on some of these vehicles. Where they're okay. so yeah right now, Alan's had his replaced, so you can actually check if your bags were replaced already. Is it a used car or a new new car? Uh, it'll be uh, about eight years old, I guess. Yeah, you can check with Honda. Uh, you can go to our website first to see if it's on the list. Okay. All right, the list is pretty current. I did it about a month ago. It's pretty okay. current. Well, being being a scaredy cat like myself, I'd be just happy to uh, pay to have the thing out. Uh, and uh, and disconnected. Yeah, that know? it could be done as simply as pulling a fuse. But you, the problem is, you may not find a mechanic that wants to do it for you. All right, oh, it's, it's, it's a, kind of against the law to do yeah, that. Or liability questions, yes, because liability. I see. And I'll tell you why. You are aware of the bag being unconnected or not not working, but say you loan it to a friend the car and he wasn't aware and he had an accident. The bag didn't go off, and now you're both in trouble. So uh, that's why. So the most mechanics won't. Uh, you're denying your the other driver the chance to use the airbag. That's you know, it may be. If I can just yeah. jump in for a second, you may want to uh, call your local insurance broker and see what they would recommend. Because yeah. uh, as Dave was saying, yeah. if you take that thing yeah. out and boom, um, yeah, no, you could be I in trouble. No, I understand. I like the car, but this uh, airbag thing, you know. But it's every car. Uh, I remember there's almost 50 million cars out there with these bags in them. Yeah, and really and so, as I say, up here you're pretty safe. Down in the south of the U.S. And, and other countries which are warm and moist, that's where the issue occurs. Hey, I didn't know that. Thanks a lot, guys. Okay, Appreciate no problem. It. Take care. There is, if you go directly to um, Takata's website, they have... A mapping in the U.S., of course, because nothing exists north of the border here. Uh, <laughs> but it maps out the areas that they have the most instances in. And you were right. Yeah. You know, it, it were areas that it's warmer, a little more moist. Boom. Remember we used to have the exploders, the Ford Explorer, where it used to lose the tires and blow up? No, I'm much younger than you. <laughs> okay. Well, what happened was the trucks weren't handling properly, so Ford decided they were going to let them run at lower tire pressures. And in the warm southern climes or in, in, in the Mideast or wherever they're running where it's hot, the tires would let go because they're underflated. We never had any instances up here. They blamed the tires, but the reality was the spec was a little bit below. So if, if you're going to go out and buy a used car yeah. or maybe even lease a car, when you get the uh, the car proof report, will it say on it whether the air, what kind no. of airbag is no. in it? No, you have to contact the manufacturer really? with the serial number and they can tell you if you're part of the program. And most definitely you will will be a part of the program. It's a matter of when they get it done for you. They just cannot produce enough airbags to replace them. And I asked the other question was, why not just bankrupt the company and walk away? Because the manufacturers are involved with the company, and so they would be on the hook. So they're supporting the airbag company to get rid of this problem. Yeah, the misconception is that it's, it's, it's prevalent here in Canada. Yeah, where it's really, not. it's not. But then again, as he was saying, if you have a car and you're going to drive down to Florida or out to California, yeah. your car goes through those changes, yep. different kind of hot flash, that, then it could be a you're problem. in trouble. Yeah, then it could be an issue. Yeah. All right. And uh, what happens is the bag actually explodes. It's got 
an explosive in it, which is dramatically, it's so strong uh, that it will actually, uh, the pieces come off the bag itself, and it, and that's what's hurting these people. Boy, on our website, davescornergarage.com, you go to the TV web part of it, you'll see an actual airbag exploding. And it's yeah, the whole pretty, dash rips apart. It's violent. Yeah. The whole dash rips apart. So um, coming up for us is Auto Show. Did you want to tell the people about it? I'm happy to do it. You are? Uh, yeah. We only have a couple is, minutes here. You we, can't go on with a story about a walker and everything like that. No, no. So there's seven. we have seven or eight guests there, which are sponsors and people from the industry. Oh, I was going to tell you another story. No, but I guess stay with one. <laughs> <laughs> people in the industry, and uh, you get to ask them questions. They're, they come up to the mics, and they answer your questions, and it's really a good experience. It's a great time, and we want to thank Dave McLean from the Auto Show for inviting us yeah. back. It's going to take place on Family Day, which is Monday, February 20th, from 1 to 2. We've got tons of swag to give away from Salen. Prestone. Prestone. Onvik's going to be down there. Lease Busters. Crown, they're all going to be down, and a chance to meet some of these guys we've had on the air for the last couple of years who really want to get to know you, and uh, it's a great one-on-one town hall that you can see it's live It's the as 80th well. anniversary of the name Mopar. 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 Anybody who's a Chrysler lover is Mopar knows that that's the performance division. It started out 80 years ago as an antifreeze. It was Mopar coolant. And now it, it's, it's become synonymous with the high-performance parts for Chrysler. And there are for yeah, Fiat a, Chrysler. A, a there's, a, there's another story for another day. Yeah, lots of stuff. Fiat Chrysler, oh, yeah. Now they're starting with diesel emissions on Chrysler trucks, and uh, Sergio's all upset about it because yeah, he says it's he is. not really true. <laughs> Dave's Corner Garage, we will have tickets to give away for the auto show coming up. Yep. And if you want to go to our website to find out seriously more about the Takata airbag fiasco, Go to davescornergarage.com. All the information is there. Yep. And next week, we'll start putting a new contest in. Yeah, be great. So listen, thanks for taking uh, time to listen to the show and uh, all the calls. And those tan lines really are quite... Well, when we go back to Las Vegas, because that's what the contest is about, we'll talk about that. Maybe. Anyways, have a great weekend. Keep the shiny side up, the greasy side down. Bye-bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. 